What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Grace's Space. We are finally back for real after like two and a half weeks. I felt like I feel like I haven't podcasted in forever. It's crazy. Um, but we're here with Hannah to all of your surprise. Hi, I bet you guys missed me. Yeah. But more importantly, we're here with Core Hydration Water. We attended the Core Hydration Classic, not as media because USAG hates us. I actually think our view was better than in the press box, though, so I'm kind of fine with that. Yeah, no, it definitely was. Um, But we still collected all three flavors of Core Hydration, and we haven't tasted them yet, so we're going to do it live here today. So the three flavors are first this pink one if you're subscribed you see pink grapefruit um it's called um, vibrance it has added vitamin c biotin and zinc it says it helps support healthy skin hair and nails which isn't true at all but doesn't bi- biotin it has, helps it has some vitamins okay so this one is this is what people said was the worst. So that's why we're going to do it first. So then if it's bad, we can get the taste out of our mouth of the other one. Ooh, it, it it's really does smell like grapefruit. It's like very fake grapefruit. It just smells really sweet to me. Grapefruit okay. is supposed to be sour. Yeah. It tastes it like tastes, watermelon to me. It tastes like perfume to me. It tastes like watermelon to me. Um. Yeah, I'm getting watermelon not getting grapefruit yeah I'm not getting grapefruit at all it just tastes like a watered down watermelon I don't mind it but it it also tastes like something else and I can't figure out what it is but it's a vegetable it fully tastes like watermelon to me it's not bad though I don't know I like that the taste doesn't stay in your mouth either because I don't like when I have like an aftertaste in my mouth like the I taste, taste- and the taste gone. is staying in my mouth, personally. I'm trying to figure out what vegetable it is that it tastes like. Interesting. Yeah, no, I don't taste it anymore, which is, like, weird, because I'm usually really sensitive to, like, drinks and, like, tastes being left in my mouth. That's why I don't, I literally don't like anything except for water. I don't even drink flavored water normally. Um, okay, you saying that, and I have my peach strawberry spindrift, and today I found out that it has a gram of fiber in it, which oh, is great. That's awesome. It's not my favorite one um but okay so next figure out. i just googled vegetable to see if oh what vegetable vegetable. It is. yeah i was not getting vegetable from it i was fully just getting watermelon which you know if i was ever craving watermelon it would be a good option because i can't eat watermelon because not oh, only right. is it full of fructose but it's also full of sorbitol which i told you when you were eating gum that it's like literally like the worst. More, I'm more intolerant to that than anything else. I think besides garlic, garlic's probably the worst, and sorbitol is next. Yeah, garlic just makes my mouth hurt. It like, it like feels like really like spicy. Like I just ate something really spicy. Um, but it's garlic is not spicy, famously. Yeah, it just makes my stomach feel like um horrible for like literally three days. Okay, but next we have the yellow one. It is lemon. It's filled with, it says lemon extract, actually. Um, This one has vitamin C and zinc. All right. 
So I am a lemon water. I like lemon water. I love lemon water. I love lemon water. My boyfriend is addicted to lemon water. So is my mom. Where he goes for his birthday or for our anniversary. I got him like one of those water bottles that you can put fruit in. And it was like his, it's like his favorite thing in the world now. This smells like sunscreen. I'm not getting much scent. okay I i'm getting a little bit of that. i think really hard about it it's lemon at first and then again it's like vegetable it's making my tongue feel weird what if i just like find out that i'm allergic to core hydration water i can feel like the sourness on my tongue a little bit but i don't really taste it Oh, it's making my tongue feel like really weird. That's interesting. Cool. Yeah, I don't know. Personally, I like my lemon water a little more uh potent. But yes. I'm also obsessed with lemons and I uh would eat them plain. I used to just like eat lemons like an orange. I would just peel it and I would eat the lemon. Oh, so my friend would eat limes, peel and all. Yeah, I would eat limes too. But lemons are superior. But yeah, so like when I want lemon water, like I need it to be lemony. This wasn't doing it for me, but it's like not like bad or anything. I just can't really taste the lemon. Lastly, we have cucumber essence. So this one, Connor was not a fan of it. Connor McCool and Evan Manavong are not fans of this cucumber water. They said it tasted like salad water. Yes, um, which I thought was really funny. I'm a cucumber water truth. Yeah, cucumber. cucumber water. When so I was good. in the airports on the way to and from Europe, um, we got to go in the, the United Lounge because my dad has a bunch of miles or whatever. And they had cucumber water there. So I would fill my water up with that. And then I would be getting some nice cucumber water throughout my plane ride. Yeah, th- this has magnesium and L-theanine in it. So like if you're like really sensitive to those things, like maybe don't drink it before you need to go do something because those are like really calming could put pe- like higher doses, put people to sleep. Or make people tired. Yeah, L-theanine is... Actually- Not me, though. I take 400 milligrams of magnesium every single morning. This has 400 milligrams of... No, L- no, I take... Wait, what? No, I'm looking at the side. This has 400 milligrams of L-theanine in it. That's like oh. a lot. That's like enough oh. to like actually have an effect. Like, if you were... It would be, like, the same as supplementing L-theanine. So, just, like, like that... Um, It is a good thing. Like, I like L-theanine... I take it with my ashwagandha before I go to bed and it helps like relax and like stress relief or whatever. But it's interesting that they put this much in a water bottle. Yeah. But anyway, let's try this out. It smells like cucumber. It does. Yeah. I'm a fan of this one, actually. It it kind of tastes like old cucumber water, not fresh cucumber water. It doesn't taste fresh, but yeah, (laughs) it tastes like the water. It tastes like my cucumber water on the plane. So I enjoy it, actually. This one has the most flavor. Yeah, definitely does. I really don't like any of these. I'm going to be honest. The only flavored waters I really like, like are hint. I really love hint waters, but only like a few flavors. Um. I'm not the sorry core hydration I like wouldn't buy these but 
I didn't mind them. I enjoy the cucumber one. I wouldn't spend money on it, like I said, but I actually quite enjoy the cucumber one. I'll finish the other ones because they're like fine and they don't leave an aftertaste in my mouth. But I will actually enjoy the rest of this cucumber one, the rest of today. And oh. I give celery. Celery? It tastes like celery. The aftertaste tastes like pink celery one. to me. The pink one or all of them? Yeah, the pink one. The lemon one a little bit, the cucumber one, no. Yeah, I don't get an aftertaste from any of them, which I really like, actually. That's why I normally don't drink flavored waters, because they all have a weird aftertaste to me. And I just can't stand when I have a taste in my mouth. Yeah. Um, So that's our review on the core hydration. I liked the green one. So um, take that, Connor and Evan. <laughs> I didn't really like any of them. I will stick with my raspberry hint. It's so good. I feel like my opinion on these should be taken the most seriously is all I'm saying. I, not not like just against you, but against all the people on Twitter who were saying things that they were that not that good because I feel like I'm a water kind of sewer. I don't drink anything that's not water. So I'm just like more experienced in the field of water. Sorry, but not to sound annoying, but I have a very heightened sense of taste. Yeah, but I'm a water <laughs> kind of sewer. Okay, I, so people decide decide who you like better. Yeah, if okay. you're a true water fan, you would take my opinion the most seriously because I don't I don't destroy um I don't um I don't contaminate my palate with other drinks with fizzy drinks with sodas. With I love fizzy I, anything fizzy besides like Lacroix. I love fizzy. I don't think do fizzy is so beautiful. It makes my stomach hurt. I love it. Anyway, I'm glad I have three water bottles next week for this podcast because it's probably going to be really long because it's been three weeks. And I like how everything decided to happen immediately after I left because we had like four podcasts in a row where we had nothing to talk about and then everything happened. So get seated, do something. I don't know. Prepare for a long podcast. You guys, uh, maybe you should clean your room, hang out with your pet, uh, go shopping. Shopping. <laughs> shopping. Shopping. Like, I went to the shopping building. Oh, my God. I'll talk about that later, guys. I'll talk about my vacation later, once we get on those tangents. But first, <laughs> we still have a Pop-Tart this week. So, I'm excited for this one. We have pretzel cinnamon <laughs> sugar. Cinnamon sugar pretzels are literally my favorite pretzel. And Hannah's obsessed with pretzels. I I love pretzels. I've I've loved pretzels since I was a young child. Um, we would always go to um this one mall, this outdoor mall, and, and they had Auntie Anne's. There was one time where you get it was like buy three pretzels, get two free. So my mom, sister, and I split five pretzels. And my my sister and I were like little kids but we still ate those pretzels because we love Auntie Anne's cinnamon sugar pretzels so good and there's an Auntie Anne's right by um where I work because I work in a mall um at Sephora um and it is a beautiful little uh break from working at uh Sephora because sometimes you need a break Marquette's only redeeming feature was that there was an Auntie Anne's a block away from my dorm yeah I don't remember if there were any Auntie Anne's in Boston but anyway so cinnamon sugar pretzel this is limited edition i fear yeah this was there were two pretzel varieties a couple years ago um the uh, the the line kind of flopped i think because 
they went away relatively quickly and they never came back. I think this is just a hypothesis. This is a guess. I did not try it. Um, but my guess is that the crust probably did not crisp up in the toaster. And so you ended up with this weird, like, soft, soggy, like, pretzel crust because it looks like it's intended to be like a nice thin crisp snap of a pretzel and like I'm a soft we're both soft pretzel girls but you can't imitate that in a pop chart because the thing about a soft pretzel the the important part is the thickness and the the softness and the chewiness of the dough it has to be that's not what you get in a pop tart so if you get that thin layer of crust and it's soft it's not that it's not doing anything my thinking was that people like there there was like a little salty and people didn't like that this does appear to have salt on it it says salty the filling looks good to me it looks i love cinnamon so i would like i know i need that version of the brown sugar cinnamon filling looks so beautiful like i would try this but i do think the texture of the crust would probably be off-putting i don't think it would turn out as intended I like never toast my pop tarts because I don't want to wait. Um, so I probably would be fine with it. I think it would be even weirder room temperature. I don't. I, it's it's pretzel. I don't know. It's I love pretzel by I lo- dream. Exactly. Yes. I, I all I eat is soft pretzel. I made Hannah listen to Pretzel by NCT Dream and dropping so many times this weekend. It was fine. I I had a good time. Mm-hmm. I drive, so I get to pick the music and. Yes. Shopping and pretzel but we had to listen to pretzel last night because hannah was going home and gonna eat a soft pretzel so she had to prepare yes it's a good song guys listen to it my sister introduced me to it um a couple days ago and i was just it it's just the it's just the perfect amount of stupid i love when songs are a little bit stupid oh yes yes you do and i love when Oh, only Nick can see this, but I love when cats are a little bit stupid. (laughs) Okay, so we did do the two um, little short reaction um, podcasts after the women's sessions of classics. So we're going to go over men's classics first today. Um, We were considering doing the same um, quick reaction podcast after the men's session, but then the first session took over four hours and so long. we're just past the point of being low energy jab to fully no energy jab yep. and couldn't do it we needed to go eat bagel cream cheese yes it was so long guys it was so long yeah and you're thinking wow four hours of gymnastics that I would love that no no you wouldn't because no offense to people that like men's gymnastics I, I like it enough obviously but Four hours of it is so much. And I'm like a men's gymnastics enjoyer. Like I've really into it more the past few years, but let's be real. Half the people in that session were juniors. So like, it was not good to watch. Um, And also it was just running unbearably slow. Like the scores were taking a while, which is fine. But they, each rotation or each, yeah, each rotation group had like four to eight people in it and they decide they needed to have a touch warm-up at the beginning of the rotation and then also halfway through yep. so and not only were there two buys for each group as well so it wasn't 
eight rotation meet instead of six. But there was also that break in the middle of rotations. So it felt like a 16 rotation. It really added up. It was so yeah. It just yeah. never ended. And it was so long that they had to push back the second session because the first one took so long. Yeah. And I, my, the men's gymnastics events I like, we were like my favorite, my three favorite ones. We were by two of them. But my other favorite is high bar. And famously, US men really bad at high bar. Um, so was clapping on high bar. everyone fell. I think like five people didn't fall or something. It was crazy. Just no one could catch a release to save their lives. Um, yeah so yeah not great and then for the second session they took out that mid rotation break and it just it went so much faster it was much more enjoyable like it was amazing yeah it literally took like half the time it was yeah I it was so much better Mm -hmm. and anyway you guys should be thankful that we even went to those meets because the press box was empty yeah like for like the second meet I think there were two yeah there was just a lot of uh grapefruit core hydration water as well there was more core hydration water than there were people in the press box so USAG give us media passes we're the real ones here hashtag real hashtag real like I literally got off my plane and like not even 24 hours later I was at the core hydration classic. Yeah. And it's all because jet lag is a mindset and one a mindset that I did not succumb to. Okay. Um I don't think it's a mindset. It's a um, mindset. I didn't have any. If you okay. were, if you've ever been jet lagged, you're mentally weak. Okay. <laughs> Thanks. Mm-hmm. Just don't be jet lagged. I'll try that next time. Yeah. Just like it's a mindset. If you don't, if you decide not to be jet lagged, then you won't be. Okay. I just and I was I was just regular tired. So. Mm-hmm. I just decided not to be jet lagged, and I've been home for four nights now. And every single day, I've woken up at seven thirty. I've gone to bed between like nine and eleven, and I'm fine. Okay. So, well. I wake up at 7.30 no matter where I am. I was in like three time zones across Europe. Every single day I still woke up at 7.30 no matter which time zone I was in. So I just have a really um, optimized circadian rhythm. When the sun gets to the point where it's at at 7.30, my body's like, all right, time to wake up, guys. It's 7.30. Let's go. I hate waking up I my, that early. Like my body usually wakes up between like 8.30, 9.30, 10 if I'm lucky, but... I'm 7.30 to 8.30 normally, depending on how tired I am. I I need, like, I need to function okay-ishly. My body doesn't, my body doesn't function much more above okay. Um, yeah. hmm Yep. Yeah. But to, fun- to get near that, I need about 10 hours of sleep every Same. Day. Yep. So that's why I go to bed at 9 p.m. when it is my choice. But for the core hydration classic, I stayed up till like 10 and 11. So I'm really dedicated to this. USAG, give me a media pass, you losers. But anyway, the men. So I have the results pulled up. So all around, um, most people didn't do all around, but some of them did. 
And Asher Hong did it the best. And he got an 85.305. That's with bonus. Um, They still have the weird bonus system that spits out like really weird numbers of bonus. Like you can get like 0.183 bonus. Yeah. It's less weird this year. It's less crazy this year. Last year was like insane. It was insane. I don't, I, this year I didn't see anyone get above a point of bonus. I think the highest that I saw was, was like, like 0.7. 0.7. Yeah. Yeah. So that, like, I saw point, like seven on like Asher's Vault and I think on Curran's P bars. Yeah. But it's a lot less insane than it was last year. It's still there, which I, I think this is a better way to do it. Apparently, like, the numbers for bonus are weird because it's, like, an algorithm, and it's based on, like, the scores that would have made Worlds of Ed Finals last year. Yeah, the, the difficulty. Mm-hmm. So, it, like, it's a good system. I'm not going to, I was going to say it makes sense, but it, like, doesn't. I it doesn't make sense, but it's, like, fine. Right, you know? but it's, like, it makes sense for the U.S. men's team. To right. I'm not yeah. sure how those numbers are. I'm not sure how they're getting those numbers, but it seems like it makes sense the way they are calculating them with their algorithm. And then in second place was Koi Young with a 83.424. And Paul Judah was in third. Hashtag Judahnator. You know why he was in third? Uh, because Reyna was there and we walked past her multiple times. She was sitting behind us on his floor. And uh, she was complaining about uh, the neutral deduction he got for going out of bounds because it was it, they really could, they didn't really need to take it because it was like it was like you didn't really know for sure if it was out of bounds or not. But like they took it anyway. And it's like whatever. But she did not like that because um, it was like like a, like it could have been like no, not it was on the line. But it could have been like a centimeter over the line. It's just giving mizzou 2022 regionals flashbacks um so it was very traumatizing but um yeah like he got third anyway it's it's fine reina keep your head up queen yeah so we'll go over those three individually first so asher he had a pretty he had a pretty good meet it was because he kept a jumping and popping all night it was because he kept a jumping and popping all night um, Asher Hong keeps it real on jumping and popping. Hashtag real. real. That's my new favorite thing. Uh, <laughs> I should print it and put it next you to You need to. Oh my, my god. My mental illness. Your mental illness. <laughs> I thought I was done after I added the boss makes a dollar. I make a dime. That's why I drop on company time sticker. Cause it like uh was like a good uh lined up well, like a good area. Um like my pictures were the same height and everything. But then I went to the dropping building and I got a dropping building postcard. And so that needed to be added to the wall. So now it's like a little bit disproportionate. So I need more stuff. So I should add um, Asher Hong keeps it jumping and popping all night. Oh, I also um, started a new mental illness wall that no one can see. Um, but it's just like these two like really pretty drawings. One of them is like, I think like watercolor. They're like prints. And the other one is just like pen but it's of like gymnasts from the Seoul Olympics that my mom found in her like her art stuff she didn't draw them but she just like found them and gave them to me and now they're on my wall you want a lychee draw <gasps> duh this is mine is just on my it's in front of me I have like two magnet boards with like pens and stuff in them and I just put this here but isn't she cute it's on the yes. that's the original one I can print you one though if you want it 
Um, but yeah, so Asher had like a pretty good meet. Obviously, it's classics and it's USAG men, so everyone needs to flop a little bit. So he he did fall on pommel horse. Um, well, everyone did. So yeah, right. And then he had he did the Rise Guang and he had a step out of bounds, but he got like a million tens of bonus on that. So that's fine. Um, but yeah, everything was just like it's pretty good. Yeah. And then Koi Young, I really like his gymnastics. Yeah. Um, his floor. We were right in front of the floor. We had an insane, had a beautiful view of floor. It was so beautiful. Um, but his floor, he did um front full double front and the kick out of the double front. We were like, oh my god, it was. Like you did the double front towards us. It was so beautiful. Like his floor is relatively low difficulty, but it was so Gorgina that like I don't care. Right. My notes for these are like so sparse because I was so tired. Yeah. I um, I don't I barely remember what happened in session one. We were so hungry too, because it started at 1045. We got there around 1030. And like we figured it would probably end like I don't know, one, one, one. Then we'd get lunch. And then like it's 2:30 and we're still there. We're dying. Yeah. Starving. And all the bagel shops closed. So we had to go to Panera. It's still yeah. a good bagel. Mine was, at least. Can never go wrong with an Asiago bagel. And then Paul's Judah is back. Um, we clown on him a lot, but I forgot, like, how good he actually is. He's very good at gymnastics. Yes. Um, he has very nice gymnastics. He did a Yurichenko double pike. And it was a sleigh. <laughs> yeah, it was good. We were also right by the vault. We were right by the vault on the floor. Um, you know, the optimal view for the optimal view for Connor McCool. There's also the optimal view view for Paul Judah's uh Yurchenko double pipe. Yes. But it's just like every like I I'm a Michigan gymnastics anti because I'm an Illinois stan. But he's, like, he's good. He's, you know, he's he has very pretty gymnastics. Yeah. Um his P bars was really good too. He had he still has low difficulty there, um, but his execution was really good. He got a nine five five execution, which was a little bit crazy. Um, but it was like it was still good. But the judges yeah. were quite creative this week on both the men's and the women's side. So I kind Aren't of they all looking at scores because if they're not real, they can't hurt me. Um, yeah, I mean it's U.S. Classic. It's not like they're we're gonna be one hundred percent realistic here. Right. And then his pommel was it was Gorgina. Like we were we were have like it was Gorgina. We were both pretty stunned. And then he fell on the dismount. Yeah. Like it was going so well. He has really nice flares. Yeah. And then yeah, his other um routines, good rings. High bar was good. He didn't fall on high bar like everyone else. So, you know advantage there he did go out of bounds on floor like we said earlier reyna was not happy no. but you know he slayed judinator brought the judinator layout back um we're all gonna go buy paul judah nfts now god with all the money that i make from ads on this podcast i will buy a paul judah nft is that before or after you um 
do a cameo for Jordan Bowers to say gay rights or trans rights or whatever That's, it is. Um, like on the podcast as a whole, I just meant like this podcast specifically. Oh, okay. Okay. Got it. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then some other individual event champions we'll go over. So Pommel, Steven won Pommel. Duh. Um, yeah. Duh. As he Crazy. Should. Who would have thought? Yeah, he had 15.157. He had some bonus in there, as usual. Um, wasn't a great routine for him. No. Um, but he's still Steven, and it's right. still a 6.6 difficulty routine. So, but yeah, I think his chances of making the team are a lot harder now because U.S. Pommel is not in the state it used to be. It's not that bad now. Right. Um, I would say they should worry more about high bar now. Oh my god, yeah. So, but like Brody's gone too, so like there's really, really no hope. Who had a really good high bar? Was it Curran? Maybe I don't know. I noticed someone. Oh yeah, Curran had a good high bar. Um, he still he fell, but like he has huge releases. So he can be a, a Brody replacement, political views and all. Yes. Um, but yeah, like I love Steven, but as a one event specialist in an era where there's only five people per men's team, it's already hard enough. And then it's also the event that's the most volatile and has the most high level specialists in it right now. Mm-hmm. So when it's, and he's not the most consistent like yeah love him when he hits it's incredible but right when he hits he's you know world champion but and it's just at this point I don't think it's something that the U.S. can risk when making their team selections yeah yeah this was yeah Brody you better heal quick they need you I do have other beef with the fact that men's teams are only five now because that is not enough for men's gymnastics where there are six and most people specialize yeah so, whatever and then asher hong won rings with a 14.749 it was good you know i don't remember his rings routine i'm gonna be honest oh i did take notes on this one yeah he did the inverted cross and it was pretty good i'm not even gonna lie it was pretty good so, yeah, it was good rings for him. He had some wobbly handstands, but other than that, there, like, wasn't any big problems with it. He also won vault because, you know, he did the, the resake wrong. Mm-hmm. Parallel bars, Kern Phillips won uh, with a fall. Yes, yes, he did. He got 0. 0.7 in bonus, so that kind of canceled out the fall. Yeah. Most of it was pretty good. He is good at P-bars. Yeah, he's still blown the fall. I'm just, I was, wow, like, this is really the quad where the U.S., like, needs Sam McCulloch. Like, they need high bar and P-bars. Like, like, everyone can do P-bars, but, like, to, like, get if like, he could, like, get a high score on it, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, semi-consistently, you know? Yeah. Sam and consistency were 
no I know but like I I would I feel like that's one of the more that was one of his more (laughs) (laughs) so I feel like yeah yeah Shane had good parallel bars though yes Um, he got second or no he got third sorry like son got second but Shane won high bar yes with a four was good yeah his high bar was good um he had big releases and really good amplitude on them too. Some form stuff, but that should be able to be fixed. high bar. But most importantly, the floor champion, Connor McCool. Hashtag Connor Army. Connor Army, successful mission. Congratulations, Connor. He got a 14833. 14833. When we saw that score come up, that was it we was yeah. So it, it was it was really it was a very good floor. And um yeah, it was yeah. <laughs> it was good. That's oof. <laughs> the best part is that he could even score higher. He didn't stick all his passes. Right. So he can he can go higher than that at champ. Yeah. So basically, Connor McCool to Worlds. We can do one event specialist if it's Connor McCool. Yes. Yes. We well, I mean he does vault. Yeah, he does vault. So he got 13.8 again though. Yeah, he did. Oh well. But he won the floor. So the lemon water has like an aftertaste for like five seconds and the aftertaste is better than the taste when the water's in your mouth it's okay. lovely. Hmm. <laughs> anyway um who else oh Danelle was there um he was there he was there he had himself a, a competition he competed was not his best competition um no. He fell off pommels, but it's Danelle on pommels, so, like, who cares? He did have a good range routine. Vault, he um decided to, like, walk backwards to Nevada or something. Yeah, it was, it was, it was a lot. And then he still got a 9.1 e-score. Like I said, Whatever. the judges were feeling a little bit creative. Yeah. He did do like- Lucan on high bar, though. Um. And he had a pretty good high bar routine. Some of the parts were a little bit scrappy, but again, it's Danella high bar. I missed his floor though. Yeah. I miss Yule's floor. I don't think he did floor. I don't know I'm saying like I missed I missed like I wanted to see him doing floor. Oh. Like I, yeah. Danelle did do floor, I'm pretty sure at least. Oh no, yes, we did miss his floor because it was like at 4 30 and we were not there we were um watching project runway at that point i think <laughs> something, yeah. something like that it was still going yeah i was we, like eating my weight in kettle corn popcorners we had to take a break between sessions and yeah. all the way back to my house and watch project runway and then come back for the second session we needed to recharge we yeah. needed food and we needed christian siriano and yes. it worked. It helped. We probably, it really did help. We, I would not have made it through that se- second session if we did not go. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. Yeah, Danelle ended seventh in all around. 
obviously he can do better than that. Um, yeah, Yule didn't do floor or vault, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, definitely didn't do floor because I would have known uh, because his floor is Gorgina. I don't think he did rings either, actually. Oh, okay. I know he did pommel. Yeah, he did not do rings. And he, he did high bar because didn't he like, did he fall on high bar? Yeah, no? he, he fell on high bar. Okay. On, um, I don't know skill names on high bar, but. I, I know Casina's like the tucked one. Is that the tucked full Kovacs? I think. Okay. He fell on the layout version of that. Okay. But he did a triple he did a triple double layout dismount. Yes, he did. Which the was was a little bit rough, but he did a triple double layout dismount and it yes. awesome. I love a triple double layout dismount off of high bar. And then he also he fell on pommel horse. He has like my favorite pommel horse though. He because he does all he does is flares. flares. All someone has to do to get me to be obsessed with them on pommel horse is do Gorgina flares. Like yeah. LK has my favorite pommel horse in the entire world. And then Yule yeah. has my favorite US pommel horse. And then Paul Judah made us like his pommel horse. Yeah. Yeah, the the one like incredible pommel horse routine from Yule from 2021 world all around is like oh my god that's like my favorite it's so pretty and it's like so unexpected too which makes it better <laughs> because you're like what and he still got fourth because he's so shang chun song but um because that's what the u.s men do they love to get fourth they love fourth. yeah brody got fourth at all around last year they just got fourth at university ed too which we'll go yes. over a little bit later um this is gonna be a long podcast yeah Um, he also did parallel bars. He had some close saves at the beginning, but then the rest of it was really good. Mm -hmm. And then finally, we're going to talk about TikTok King and Gunther. Oh my god. So he did a uh, counter cam on high bar and um, all and it was on like USAG's um, TikTok and all the comments were like, oh my god, I've never seen the skull before. So I decided to stitch it and just make, a, just to, I didn't post it publicly, be like, this is not new skill. Stop saying new skill. And then it immediately got removed for harassment and bullying. And I didn't even think mean. All I said was that um, a 15-year-old North Korean gymnast did it first in like 1990. So, and he's what, like 22, 23, like doing a mid one and when she did it perfectly. Put some respect on Kim Gwang Six name. Yeah, so anyway, was, besides that, Ian got their flop. He flopped yeah. on, he <laughs> really on horse. He flopped on parallel bars. Guys, his coach is literally gonna make him like run 12 miles with a 30-pound weighted backpack while simultaneously doing an hour-long handstand hold and 300 push-ups. And he's gonna yeah. have to go home and build a set of parallel bars from scratch yeah he uh that yeah that coach is not gonna be happy <laughs> so sorry ian for that coach is putting you through don't worry though you'll get lots of tiktok content from it yeah 
speaking of TikTok, really missed Dylan Kolak's presence. Oh my god, I missed him. He would have done so. He would have loved the flex cam. Yes. Oh my god. Ugh. Only he was there. And then, um, in terms of other Twitter oomph slays, so Connor slayed on floor. We already went over that champion of floor of the core hydration classic guys let's start a petition to get connor mccool the floor champion of the core hydration classic free cucumber core water for life <laughs> salad water i can't think of anything he would like more so yeah let's start a gofundme to get connor mccool free core hydration cucumber for life <laughs> core hydration i know you're listening Core Hydration sponsored this podcast. I actually yes. really enjoyed your water. My brother likes the regular water. Because, I mean, it's just water, but I always like see because my mama rinses out the bottles and like keeps them. <laughs> we have a few in our water bottle drawer. Wow. Yeah. And then Jackson Harrison, he, he just hit the sleigh button. He screwed they sorry i'm sorry i feel so bad oh my god they smashed the oh my god on floor it was so, like i was love you jackson i was not expecting it and like it was so it was so and we were clean. right there and it yeah. was so beautiful and also i just want to say their um like fluidity with their arms between like passes and stuff like they don't do the I call it the ticking clock where they go like that. Um, yeah. I think some people call it the man wipe. I don't know. Um, but he or they actually just move their arms with like fluidity, like I don't know, a person. Yeah. And it makes such a huge difference. Yeah, and their leaps were good. And um we were like Twitter mutuals back in like 2018 on like my regular Twitter. And like to see them like get this far and then go to national like like I- so happy for them qualifying for nationals and then just especially the gym act representation yes like they're not even funded right their program in their training but yeah yeah it's such a beautiful routine like the sets on everything the twisting form yeah like that's I like I love like a lower difficulty super high execution and that was like it was, it was really good <laughs> like smash the sleigh button I don't know what else to say we were all just stunned it was so gorgeous yeah the crowd was like so hype too it was really it was really beautiful Mm -hmm. so they earned themselves a hashtag with that I believe what the Egyptianet has decided on is Harrison Hive so obsessed with that hashtag Harrison Hive we're all rooting for you at national yes and then Evan also slayed hashtag Evan entourage he qualified to his first nationals ever yeah, he did really well. Um, yeah, he had a fall in high bar, but other than that, his high bar was like really good. And you know, Illinois, they have this thing where they need to fall on high bar, they cannot hit a high they bar. Have to. So he was just having school spirit with that. Yeah. Um the University of Illinois likes to fall on high bar. Yes. I still have PTSD from the the University of Michigan meet where they, please don't talk about that. Yeah. 
And Illini floor was also um, having a rough time. But yeah, then, like it made me scared for Connor. And, and Connor went up and slayed. So they really just turned the rotation around with that. Yeah. And Evan had a great vault too. Mm-hmm. He got 14.55. Yeah, was it was really good. And then he did pommel and I don't remember it. No, couldn't tell you. But yeah, the Illini, they they did some punty vaults too. Yes, they <laughs> Yes, they did. He did some gunty waltz. Amari, <laughs> mother of the year. <laughs> we gotta get him a trophy that says that. Oh my! Don't me to get Amari a trophy that says mother of the year. Yes. Okay. So all of the money from this podcast goes to buying Paul Judah NFTs and buying Amari a trophy that says overall mother of the year. <laughs> Okay, I think that's all I have to say about men's classics. Um, next time they should consider making it go faster. Yeah, just the entire was... thing was such a logistical nightmare, and it I can't even imagine for the athletes too. Like, right? Even had to wait. So he, there was warm up before the competition. I believe he probably had to be there about two and a half hours early. Um. Yeah, I think they had to get there at eight. It started at yeah. 25. So he did his one event warm up and then he probably had to sit for four or five hours. He sat for a while. Because he did not go until the second half of the seventh rotation. Yeah. Like, as- yep. and just to be competing for like five hours is ridiculous. Yeah. And like, they don't have touch warm ups every three seconds in NCAA. Like, they're used to right like warming up and then waiting 10 to 15 minutes and competing yeah and like there was also just like too many people that pre-qualified to like u.s like qualified to u.s classic to begin with because like you don't have to qualify right but that's the other yeah because you could just sign up so everyone and their mother decided to sign up be a gymnast yeah yeah there were too many people there was there were a lot and like i love like I I always want to see more gymnastics, but that was just a lot. Yeah, like I love gymnastics. I love people getting opportunities, but right, you cannot have like hundred and fifty gymnasts. Right. Next time, consult Grace and Hannah, and we will select who qualifies yeah. to like the classic. We were saying last time they just they need to have more events where you can qualify to champs. Yeah, because this is kind of where everyone had to go to try and qualify because NCAA season just ended. Right. Um, but there should also be some type of pre-qualification, whatever, because first of all, the second session or the second day, because men were originally supposed to go on the fifth, the second day only got added like a month ago, maybe not even. So yeah, they had their flights booked, had to rebook their flights. They had to book extra, um, hotel time and just ridiculous. And then, yeah. Like we said, the first session went so slow that they pushed the second session back, which is just so annoying if you're all ready to compete at a certain time. And because they were supposed to be the second session, people needed to be at the arena by two. And they didn't push the second session back. They didn't announce that till like probably one. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah. Um do better 
Okay, so for women, we're going to go over this relatively quickly, just because if you want to hear more, you can listen to the two podcasts we did after each session. But for results, let me pull them up real quick. So our top three, is this? Top three all-arounders, number one was Simone, obviously, fake number two was Leanne fake number three was Jocelyn because if Melanie score actually counted she would have been number two so Simone got a 59.1 yeah it was guys she's good at gymnastics That's who crazy. knew who yeah and her floor passes were controlled um uh, we were saying I was saying on the podcast like our podcast on Saturday I really like the lower difficulty it's still very hard like yeah. like from full to syllabus is crazy yeah like, I like the chuso I like the double layout I love the double layout like I oh think my god just keep it like this because it scores high she's able to control the passes and the form is just it's just so no one else high. is doing this difficulty and it just like it wowed me more than her more difficult routines yeah I, I thought I love her double layout yeah, like just doing a skill like that, but so well. Yeah. Yeah, and her leaps were really good too on floor and beam. Yeah, her Gojin was actually like around. Yeah, it was. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, not everyone can be um, Julia Steingruber, but it was like, it was good. Yeah. And then um, Melanie mothered. Yeah, they put her in the first session, which was whack. Yeah. But she still has whack bars composition. Um, but she is Melanie. I feel like that's just part of her personality. You, she just has to have weird bars. Right. Her vault was so good, though. Her vault was really good. She pies down it. She doesn't need to. Yeah. It was so high and she still piped like, girl, no. Yeah. And she didn't fall at all, which is crazy. Yeah. So crazy. She had a leg up wobble on Bean, but she saved it. So, like, that's a hit me for Melanie. Right. And now she's never going to do it again for the rest of the year. Never. Wait, this might be a stupid question. Do you know if she's competing at champs? Just like. No, I don't think so. Okay. Because I don't know if, like, you can do that or. If... I think she is, but okay. I could just be wrong. Okay. I will see. Because start list for that aren't out yet. Well, there was, like, a list of, like, people that, like, qualified. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I don't think they're doing, they're letting her, but I also. I think they should, because I want to see her again. And then Leanne, she's surprised, she surprised me a little bit. I was not expecting her to be in this good of a shape yet. Yeah. Her floor particularly impressed me. Yeah, Melanie is not on the list. No. Let Melanie go. Because I like her. But yeah. Leanne on floor, she did a syllabus and um, double layout. And she had good control on all her landings, too. And then her vault, her Leanne's double twisting your chinko is Leanne's double twisting your chinko. It's always been good. Um, she did a Lopez as well, which it was quite pikey. And somehow... Yeah. It got credited. She went out of bounds as well. 
but it was quite pikey and she got credited for it whereas sky who did a much better one did well much much better in the air the landing was like yeah the landing the landing was a che yeah her shape in the air like it was a layout yeah like leanne like when i first watched it i was like is she doing the lopez or the pot i couldn't tell yeah yeah that is weird that they devalued it because like yeah okay like i would have been fine with leanne's being credited if both of them were credited but if you're going to value sky leanne's was more piked right like i said creative scoring this weekend And then her beam, she was pretty good, pretty solid, controlled on everything, um, except the dismount, which was insane. Yeah. She traveled all the way back to Florida with that. And then her bars was good. She still has a wiggly Bahard wash. And it's so ugly. I just don't, I don't get it. <laughs> like the form, her legs are together. Like the form is good, but it looks weird. Because like it, the twist isn't even, it, you yeah. know? Like she wiggles. Yeah. And I don't know why. Yeah. Okay. And then Caitlin Jong was fake third. Yes. So suck it, Tim Daggett. Oh, wait. Kate, I thought it was, um, what's her face? It says Caitlin Jong on here. Or maybe this is the. Oh, no, no. It was Jocelyn. Sorry, yeah. got fifth. I was looking at the wrong session. Jocelyn got third. Jocelyn, I'm not a Jocelyn Sam, but she really did impress me. Yeah, her beam was really good. It was quite good. She's yeah. always going to have her form things, but it was still a very good routine. Yeah. And her floor was better, too. Yeah, I was, like, really was impressed by good. her floor. Like, it was... And her a- chung. Yeah, her chung was very good she didn't get any height but but it was like around in her like mm. were it was not like borderline credit or anything like that yeah but yeah her floor she had really good amplitude um she has a little bit of soft knees but I mean a lot of people do when doing a Morris so it's yeah. not it's that bad like it would it was like straight enough that would it would be like extremely right. interesting if you compared it to Skinner or something like that yeah she did two balls she did the chung which was quite good she had a good landing with that and then she did a double switch in your shank which was crazy horrendous it was uh helicopter legs um she took a thousand steps yeah that didn't count toward her all around so it was right i really the thing is so I don't think that she needs to do two vaults. I think she should just do the chung at this point. Like, if it's that good, like, and you can get a really, like, and it's a higher value vault, like, I I would just do the one vault, you know? Like, unless you're getting sent to, like, a World Cup or anything, but, like, obviously, like, do two vaults then, but, like, I don't know. I think it's worth it for her to do two vaults because it gives her another argument to be on a team. That is true. Because especially, like, with that difficulty, even if you have one insane vault, it's not out of, like, it's not unlikely that she would make world finals. Right. So I think it does help her. She should just do better at the double twisting. Yeah, maybe, yeah, just do better. 
<laughs> but like it's good that she knows the Chung is the better one to do yeah. that first because after the podium training you would have thought she'd switch it but right stay confident in that she knew she could do the Chung better the yeah Chung, so and then she smashed her face on a ginger on bars but like it's Jocelyn on bars We're right anything yeah Queen Nola got fourth and she slayed and Mother. watch her floor routine, watch her floor routine from this year, watch her floor routine from 2019 when she was a junior, because that was a floor routine that made me stand her forever. She's just so expressive. On yeah. Floor. It's and really good. seeing it in person was just life changing. It was, she's so good. So yeah, I just love her. Oh, we can go over event champions real quick so simone won everything except for bars which zoe miller won yes and zoe's bars are pretty good um her in bar and stalders are still pretty shallow but like that doesn't really get deducted so you know but her yeah. handstands have gotten a lot better they used to annoy me a lot mm-hmm. but much better now Um, and her uh, double layout is already ready for LSU. Yes. Whippy. Yeah. Oh, my God. Speaking of LSU, we got a picture with Jay Clark. It we was incredible. It was amazing. Yeah. Like, the highlight of my life, I think. That was the highlight of classics. That was actually better than my entire trip to Europe. I was getting a picture with Jay Clark. Yeah. We just saw him walking through the hallways of the arena. He said, Jay Clark, oh my God, can we get a picture? And he was so excited. Yeah. He was smiling so big for that picture. <laughs> yeah, like he probably so- never gets asked to take pictures, so. Yeah. And I mean, how could he not um, be obsessed with the person who recommended Loco for the floor team? Exactly. So yeah, basically we're just besties with Jay Clark now. Yeah. Um, we're telling him to recruit Dulcie Kaler. There's no way she doesn't go to uh, right like Kaler. Yeah, I also really like her. Um, yeah, like I noticed her at Pan Am's last year because no mm-hmm. one knew her before then, and then and like watched routines and they were they were good. I liked her, and then I liked her here too. She she can't do a switch half, but no one can. Only so. Suni can, so. Yeah. And Jade's actually wasn't that bad compared to the rest of them. Someone made a compilation and Jade's wasn't that bad, which means, like, guys, if Jade was one of the better ones. It is not a requirement to do a switch half. So, and like, everyone don't was do it. Halves. Everyone was doing them. Like, why? Like, there has to be another leap you can do. They were all not good. No one could hit 180. No one could actually twist halfway around yeah like what what are we doing here just just don't do it do something else please yeah it's not worth it yeah okay who else should we talk about so jade while we're talking about her um she only did beam she scratched bars like at the last minute which i mean why bother going to classics just to do one event i don't I don't understand why she and Jordan were there. I mean, I'm always happy to see Jordan Childs, but like they're they're pre-qualified to champs and like yeah, I don't know. 
yeah like it wasn't a great beam routine for her she had a leg up wobble on her series so she only did one layout step out um like other than that it was a fine routine but it like there was kind of no point in her doing yeah but she had a Gorgina Leo, so I'm glad we got to see it because it yeah. Oh my God, I love a green Leo. Green, uh, it had like the right amount of sparkle. It wasn't in your face sparkly, but it just like accented it perfectly. It was gorgeous. We need more green Leos. I've been saying this for years. We need more green Leos. Yes. So start taking note, guys. Yeah. Um, in terms of people who I think made good cases for themselves here i mean leanne obviously um we talked about her earlier sky i do think she made a good case it wasn't her best meet and her bars were so overscored i know we already talked about that last time but her bars were so overscored insanely overscored yeah and like we were there so like we saw she had like her releases had like no amplitude um it was a very woga tekachev yeah yeah i was just not expecting that score like i don't i think that should have been like the same as jordan's or lower i was not expecting it to get above a 14 at all um she does a really nice double front half though yes yes it is really nice yes um but her beam was really good yeah and I don't have notes on her floor. Did she do floor? She didn't do floor. Oh, okay. That makes sense. But I do think the fact, like, her bars did score that high is going to make a good case for her. The fact that she does two vaults now yeah. and just hitting another beam routine and with all that difficulty yeah, will definitely help her. Kayla had a good meet. Um, it wasn't saying like put me on the team now, but she is making good progress in coming back to elite. I forgot yeah. how much I enjoy her elite gymnastics. I'm not a big fan of her in college, but I really do like her um in elite. Same. She has very nice bars form. She fell immediately as her routine started, but then everything else was pretty nice. Yeah. This one connection, but the form on everything is really good. Yeah. Her beam, um, it was fine, like nothing wrong with it really, besides a low chest on the dismount. Yeah. And her split positions. Yeah. And then her floor was good too. She had good landings, good control. Um, I really like her back one and half to front full too. Yeah. She only did the full twisting Yurchenko here and like it looked good, obviously. Right. But she does need to get that upgraded for a chance. Now, Kalia Lincoln, she put Kalia to worlds. Let's go the map here. Kalia to worlds. I'm. I'm she on won the- second place at uh, Mother of the Year. Yeah, she did. And it was her a close race. It was a close race. Yeah, her, her was insane. Like it was huge. She did syllabus double layout. They were incredible yeah she did front full through the double tuck and it was like a gorgina double tuck because a lot of people like they have their legs apart just a little bit and their feet uh-huh. are like, not fully pointed but hers were her legs were fully together and it just makes such a difference 
Yeah, no, I was so impressed by her and I know Stan her and I love her floor so yeah. much. Oh my god. Yeah, super high vault to double chest in your chain. Yes. Huge amplitude. Her beam was stunning. She did the back handspring step out to two foot layout and it was gorgeous. Yes. Yeah, she has good splits and she did a double pike dismount and it was great. Yeah, I'm very, very impressed. Send her to world yes. now. Tiana didn't have her best meet, but she's still getting her name out there. Um, we don't talk about her bars. No. Um, her beam was a sleigh on the beam. Her dismount was low. Um, pretty much everyone who did a double pike had a low landing besides Kalia. Yeah. And then Hi, she just do a double back. Like just do a double tuck. Come on. She also did syllabus and double layout on floor and they were gorgeous. Yes. Um, some rough landings on the rest of it though, but those first two passes are big. And then her double twisting your chinko is one of the best. It's yes. gorgeous. All right. Who else? So Suni was there against medical advice. She was there. And she did beam and vault. She scratched bars after doing those two events because she got the two event score that she needs to be able to successfully petition the championships. And yeah. her was great. It was very good. It was like the best, pretty much the best there. Yeah. Um, she can do a switch half. <laughs> yes, I was, I did not, I mean, obviously like I, I love her gymnastics. I was not expecting her to be that good based on um, what we know about her health. Um, so yeah, it was, it was really beautiful. Yeah. And I, she did a, the gainer tuck full dismount, which I quite like. I think it's fun. Yeah. So I hope she keeps that type of dismount, but I also hope she, um, stops. Takes care of her health first. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry, but you can't have two kidney diseases that are keeping you on day-to-day, -day, like health status. Right. And trying to do an elite sport and you like people like can't get mad at other people for like being concerned about our health when literally like there was like a piece apparently about how she is like sick and like her hands sometimes are so swollen they can't fit into grips like like we're not speculating anymore you know like, if you're randomly waking up swollen like that it means your kidneys aren't functioning properly yeah and, like, she's posted TikToks of her in the hospital getting regular infusion therapy. Like, it's yeah. not, we're not just speculating. Like, she is chronically ill, and it is a serious illness. Um, And kidneys are, like, an organ that you really don't want to mess with because they affect so much. And yeah. especially when you're an elite athlete where, like, electrolytes are constantly, like, being depleted and you need them and all of that stuff hydration and all of that but yeah like I'm trying I, to find exactly what they said sorry I hate the narrative that's being built around this because it's being built as if she's so inspiring and such a fighter for fighting through this chronic extremely dangerous health problem and competing elite gymnastics against all odds like this is not like if she had been injured and is now and like is working so hard at PT that she's healing faster it's She's just like, this is different. This is an internal issue. It's a chronic issue and it's a dangerous issue and pushing through it isn't, it's not safe. Um, yeah. 
in an interview with Scott Bregman, she said that she um, she was going to end up crying because she was not even supposed to be doing gymnastics right now. Like, like this, me and Hannah are the chronic illness girls. We know. Right, like we know what we're talking about. <laughs> and like, for me, like I understand exactly what SUNY is going through because like my first year of pole vault, I was more okay than like I am now. And then kind of all of the health issues and like the very obvious fact that I have a chronic systemic disease became very apparent throughout this last year. And I had to go from the point of thinking about trying to qualify for nationals and getting to that level. Right. Just being okay with doing what I can each day and making my focus no longer, my focus could no longer be improving and reaching performance goals. My focus had to go to keeping my body healthy and listening to it and doing what I can on each day and just doing the sport for the enjoyment of the sport. And yeah. not, you cannot chase performance goals when your body is fighting against you because yeah. it's just not safe. And you maybe you will achieve those goals, but it's going to come at a cost and it's a cost that you can't reverse. Like yep. when it's an internal issue, it's different than like a muscular injury or a bone injury. Like thinking about like when Arthur Dalloyan competed at the Olympics like that was a stupid decision right the worst that could have come out of it was that he retore his Achilles yeah and that's that's something that you can eventually like fix and get over and you might not like have the best functioning Achilles afterwards but it's not going to ruin your quality of life yeah but when you are dealing with a chronic internal disease that will the decisions that you make each day in your sports performance in how much you decide to push your body will affect your quality of life long term yeah and when you're dealing with something like that it is not like you are not a fighter you are not inspiring you are not brave for pushing your body the bravest thing that you can do is learn to listen to your body even when it's painful mentally yeah and like, it's just it's really like it's really sad because like I want to see her compete but not I don't want her risking her health mm -hmm. like no one should have to risk their health no. to do a sport not worth it yeah like I can promise you I tried for a long time I would go to practice every single day push my body into the ground and then cry because I still wasn't getting better because my body was constantly working against me when I finally got out of that mindset and like just started to listen I still don't I'm still not the best at it um we know that we know that I'm still always going to do something a little bit stupid but I don't push but it you're a d3 pole vaulter and she is right like Olympic for me, gold medalist. like I can still compete in my sport because I don't need to be good <laughs> I practice when I can I compete when I can and if I clear only nine feet out of me and get last place it doesn't matter I can right. still compete at every meet. I can still be an athlete because there is no entry standard. Whereas for SUNY, she has to be at the top of her game. There is pressure all the time as an elite athlete because you have to compete at this meet to get to this meet. You have to yep. get the score. 
you have to do this. Like you have to be at a certain level all the time. I don't have that. So like I'm able to safely do it because I know that if I like don't feel good enough to practice, then I won't. This past week, I have not felt like able to do a single push-up. So I didn't work out for an entire week. And sorry, not to interrupt. My phone just fell in the garbage. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, continue. <laughs> didn't work out for an entire week. I didn't do any of my strength training um, because my body said no. And like, yeah, I could have pushed myself. I used to, I've done it. I know I could have done it, but that wouldn't have done anything for me besides like hurt me more. Right. Like it's a quality of when you're dealing with a chronic illness, it's becomes a quality quality of life needs to be your focus and yeah. not performance because what you do now is going to affect the rest of your life. Yeah. And like me, I don't do a sport, but like, I, I know, like if I'm going to eat something like that, I like, I know if it's what, what, how it's going to affect me. And sometimes I do choose to like eat something that I know doesn't like, won't agree with me because like, I'm fucking tired of just like eating like the most like boring, bland shit, but like, I don't do it every day. Like, and I'm not, and I'm not an elite athlete, <laughs> you know, like, you understand the consequence. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, if I decided to eat a bowl of strawberries, I would understand that it would cause my stomach to hurt very badly right. for three days, but I would be okay after those three days and I could deal with that stomach pain. But if I decided I was going to do that every single day and start eating whatever the heck I wanted, then my body would stop absorbing nutrients. And I, I was, when I was like in the stage of where my, um, so my problems were at their worst, but I didn't know what I couldn't eat. Like I was like, my body was just like, so unhealthy. Like you could tell I was not absorbing nutrients. You could like see it in my face that I was like malnourished and like, everyone can tell now how much healthier I just look because I know how to eat for my body to function yep. correctly. Yeah. And like, there was one time where I just like, I needed a salad. Like I I'd had enough. I, I went to sweet green. I got a salad and yeah, I felt like shit for like the rest of the day. But like, I, I knew that I was going to hurt my body and it was just like a one-time thing because I, I just, it was like, I just want a salad. <laughs> I just really wanted a salad. Right. And it's just like, you know, that it's not going to be something extremely damaging right yeah like, I decided to try and go back to training for being in a more elite pole vaulter like trying to actually start like because I have like I've always had the potential to be really good at pole vault and like this is why I resonate so much with Suni's mental struggle in this because she has it on an even higher level is that like I've always had the potential to be really good at pole vault because of like my ab strength and like technique and all of that um but I had to just like give up the idea of ever reaching that potential if I wanted to live a life that wasn't pain 24 7 and like obviously that's even harder for SUNY knowing that her potential is Olympic champion again right and so that obviously it makes it a lot harder to be willing to give that up in exchange for her health. And just the fact that her issues came on so suddenly, she's probably still in denial. 
um, and probably still doesn't realize the seriousness of it. Um, Cause like for me, even like when I was going hypoglycemic at first, I was like, haha, this is funny, like LOL. Um, and then I just like, didn't really do anything about it. Um, but like a couple months, like six months down the line, like looking back at it, I'm like, I could have died. Yeah. Like, I understand that she's in like a denial phase and like with chronic illness and when you're day to day, like one day you will feel awesome. And one day you're going to, you'll feel like you're going to die. Right. And so it kind of like, it screws with your mind because you'll think maybe I'm just faking it. I'm fine. Like, I feel great today. There's nothing wrong with me. Like I need to push even harder today because I was being mentally weak yesterday because I thought I didn't feel good. Um, so I'm sure she experiences a lot of that as well, but you just have to come to terms with it. And I hope she has mental support right now. Um, you know how we feel about the great buzz. I'm sure they are not giving her the coaching support. Yeah. Yep. Like for me, another thing that helped me that like kept me in check was my coach because there were a lot of times that I would have pushed a lot harder when I shouldn't have. And he just flat out said, no, like he would not let me practice. He would not let me compete. And I know SUNY's coaches aren't doing that. Yeah, definitely not. Yeah. I just, I really hate the narrative that it's inspiring and it's like a heartwarming story for her to be pushing through her chronic and dangerous kidney diseases to compete at this high level like it's not it's not it the inspiring thing isn't always the flashy thing the best thing isn't always the thing that's gonna bring views and popularity sometimes you just have to like fade into the background if that's what's going to be best for your body and your health long term yeah yeah, you don't you don't want to hurt yourself, you know, just like well, we've been saying, just like listen to your body. Like right now, it probably feels worth it for her to endure this pain in order to achieve her goals. But if she ser- continues to seriously damage her kidneys when she's in two years, in five years, when she's not doing gymnastics and she's still enduring the consequences of destroying her kidneys it's not going to be worth it. It, She'll realize it wasn't worth it. Yeah. And kidneys are like one of the things you don't want to fuck with, like at all. They like, they control so much. Yeah. They're pretty essential to your body's function. So much. And like, yeah, you can survive with like one kidney, but like people who do have one kidney, like even if that kidney functions perfectly fine, you still have to be so like, cognizant of everything you do yeah but like when you have two kidneys that don't work correctly it's not something to mess with yeah yeah um I could talk about that all day it makes me really angry it makes me really worried I'm very scared for her yeah same and like I don't want this to come off as like me being a hater and rooting against her because like I love her gymnastics I would love to see that beam on a world stage because it was gorgeous yeah I don't want to see that beam on a world stage at the extent of her long-term health right I don't want her in the hospital continuously 
all the time for the rest of her life. Yep. Because, like, take it from us, living with a chronic illness is, like, not fun. It's not and, like, cool. Yeah, so, like... Uh, and if I, I spent, like, six, eight months last year pretending I was fine and pushing through everything and acting like I was faking it whenever I felt bad, I would probably have a better quality of life right now. Like, yeah. I'm managing it pretty well still. Like, but it probably wouldn't be this bad if I treated my body a little bit better last year. Yeah. But yeah, that's all I have to say about that for right now. Anyway. <laughs> We're going to cut ourselves off of that tangent. Yes. Um, We'll go over juniors real quick. Um, so first place was Kieran Finnell. She got a 52.8. Um, she won by a lot. She crushed the field. Yes. Aiden Dress was second with a 51.2. And then Addie Folker with a 51.1. And then I'm calling it now. Tatum Drush is going to Alabama. Yeah. Her name is Tatum. Like, you're going to Alabama. I can see her in that color. Yep. Roll side. And yeah, they also lowered the qualification score to, it was 51 before, it's now 50.5 because not enough people were qualified. So we got some new qualifiers in um, Lavi Crane, Addie Fulker, Ella Kate Parker, and Lai Bowie. I, I feels like Ella Kate Parker has been a junior for a thousand years at this point. It does. She's been eating that Leo for <laughs> for a while. Yeah. And then if you're wondering where Hesley Rivera is on this, because she is one of the top juniors right now, she had a rough and kind of scary meet. She fell on bars and then fell three times on beam. And then she scratched the rest of the meat, which was definitely the right decision. She's yes. by the champs. So I'm glad that, that they didn't push her any farther. Yeah. All right, guys, I need a drink of some core hydration water real quick after um, already an hour of podcasting. Yeah. Mmm, cucumber. All right, now we'll go over Universiad, which is just a really beautiful meet for me personally. It would have been more beautiful if Shane Chen Song was there like she wanted to be initially. And then they were like, oh, actually, do you want to be on the team? And she was like, oh, I don't think so anymore. But she's such a randomista. Such a randomista. Love her. She's so crazy. <laughs> so on the men's side, um, team final, China, Japan, and then Korea. And then the U.S. in fourth, as they love to do. <laughs> yep. Um, for all around. So, Daiki got hurt. He had a rough landing and a fall on floor. And then on pommel horse, he slipped and, like, hit his head on, like, the horse in the ground. And he withdrew afterwards, ended up going to the hospital, and he had he has a mild concussion. So, that's good that it was just a concussion. Um, And it's also good that they took the precaution to, like, withdraw him and take him to the hospital immediately so that does give me hope that they will treat it um I forgot the word I was going to say 
but they will take it seriously and not push him too hard through that, knowing the consequences of concussions. Right. Um, Zhang Bohung slayed every single event until the final event, high bar. He was on pace for like a, he was on pace for an eighty nine, and yeah. then he said, "What if I fell on high bar?" He said. If Daiki can't have this meet, then neither can I. Yeah. He still won with an 86.733. Because he's an, he's an all-around specialist. He and Gabby Douglas are all-around specialists. Yeah. He won the all-around, and then, as as he does, he withdrew from all of the event finals. Yep. He's so silly. So crazy. Um, And then Shikan got second with 86.398, and Kaya Kazuma got third with 84.098. And then the U.S. got fourth, as they love to do. Fred Richards got fourth. And then Josh Carnes got sixth. Hashtag Carnes community. Mm-hmm. Uh, now I have to look at these pictures of event finals that are so tiny. Um, but yeah, uh, Zhang Bohong and Daiki Hashimoto did continue their love story. They are so funny. Like, guys... They have like they have to know at this point, or if they don't, it's like, like Zhang Bohong is out here in interviews, and he's like, his mom was saying you would have had a perfect meet if you hadn't fallen on high bar, and he goes, it wasn't perfect anyway because Daiki wasn't there. He said something about like how like Daiki like com- or he, they was, said he completes, com- completes him. Yeah, yes. that's crazy dude yes i went to this meet because i was really excited that daiki would be here and i could compete against him i was watching some of his meets earlier in the year and i was really excited to compete against him and his backpack has his autograph on it like i i i don't think you should be writing fan fiction about this like at all but like please don't write fan fiction about real people they they are are in love they're writing it themselves. They they are in love. Like there's nothing you could do about it at this point. They, like denied all you want, they're in love. They're gonna make friendship bracelets next. <laughs> and like when uh Daiki fell, Zhang Bohung was so worried about him. Like he went right over to him and then like the whole time he's getting ready for his ring routine, he's like looking back at Daiki. That's so cute. <laughs> Uh, he withdrew from EFs in solidarity. He said, if Daiki won't be there, then neither will I. I'm so sad that they're not going to be at Worlds together. Yeah. And I'm sure they are both so sad. Oh my god, yeah. So sad. China, please just send him to Worlds instead of Asian Games, just so he can see Daiki. Like they, they just need to see each other. They need to see each other. Let them see each other. Let them hang out. They need to make the friendship bracelet. Yes. Okay, anyway, event finals. So for floor, um, it was Kaya Kazuma in first, um, Lad Karimi in second, and Ryu Sung Hun in third. Hamel Horse. Incredible day for the Grace community. Lee Shikai won pommels with a 15.5. He's crazy. Huge day for me. Oh, it was incredible. And then um, 
Nariman Kurbanov got second and also huge for me, also from Taiwan, Yujan Xiao got third, or Xiao Yujan, sorry. It was in the wrong order on here. Got third. So huge day for me, huge day for Taiwan. I love them. And then for rings, uh, Lanxing Yu got first and Zhou Jingyuan was second. They were only separated by a tenth. And um, Zhou Jingyuan did a lower difficulty routine than he has because uh, they did all of the event finals on the same day, all 10 of them on the same day. So there was not much time between this and parallel bars. So he downgraded a little bit because he wanted to focus on parallel bars. And then Adam Asil got third. So beautiful podium. This meet had so many beautiful podiums. Yes, yes, it did. For Vault, um, my goodness, this font is tiny. Okay, <laughs> first place was um, Nazar Chepernyi. I can't tell what those letters are, so sorry if I said it wrong. Um, and then uh, Shengwei Sheng from Taiwan, second place, and then Milad Karini in third. Mr. Diana Varinska. Yes, Mr. Diana Varinska. For parallel bars, to no one's surprise, Zojin Yuan won by more with Whoa. a sixteen point zero six. Crazy. He's absolutely insane. Like I watched this happened before classic, so like we watched this routine before then, and then just at classics, no one's parallel bars quite quite hits right after watching that. Yeah. I just don't understand how he does it so good. Yeah. Like, he doesn't wobble at all. Every movement is so precise. It's just crazy. Yeah. And it's so funny how, like, how much, like, he hates himself. He gets, like, a 15-9. He's like, this is the worst routine of my life. I don't deserve to live. Yeah, and it's like look at a nine point seventy, and he's like, "I'm so sorry. I just I should have done better. <laughs> I'm so sorry to my fans. I promise I'll do better for you next time." We're all like, "Dude, you just changed our lives." Yeah, yeah. In second place was uh Sugimoto Kaito and Kaya Kazuma in third, and then for high bar, um. Also, just want to say, Lee Chikai also made this final king. Um, but first place was Milad Karimi, Shikang in second, and Sugimoto Kaito in third. So just beautiful podiums, beautiful meet for China, beautiful meet for Taiwan, um, beautiful meet for the love story between Daiki and CBH. Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> beautiful love story yes this is what taylor swift wrote love story about yes oh my god and because they, they they can't be together because like they're but eventually they can one day oh my god <laughs> and then for the women this was so this so good oh my god like like oh beautiful shang chun not being there aside like i couldn't have asked for anything better like this is this me is everything I've ever wanted. China won with a 163. And Japan was in second and Spain in third. 
And then for all around, Oyushan got her gold. She got an international gold medal in the all around with a 54.498. Um, second place was Luo Huan. Who came back from the dead to slay. A 53.765. What? She's... Ah. And she, in the interviews, but she was asked, like, does she plan on continuing, like, trying for more teams? And she said, yes, she feels good. As long as her body feels good, why wouldn't she continue to try? So, Lil Juan 2024. Yep. And then Sakaguchi Ayaka, 53.165 in third. Um, Shoko Miyato was there, and she withdrew before the final rotation. Um, I think it was an ankle injury, maybe, or just, like, ankles bothering her. I know she also has been struggling with a heel stress fracture, so it could possibly have been that as well. Um, but we don't know for sure. She did still compete um, in event finals. So, event finals. Vault, Miyata Shoko won. And then Sakaguchi Ayaka in second. And um, Dominika Ponzlova in third. I just, I can't read this font. It's, it's so small. Yeah, it's, oh, yeah I think Dominika Ponzlova. Okay, from Czechia. And I just want to say that um, as someone who still thinks Lil Juan should have meddled on the uneven bars at 2018 Worlds. This is such a beautiful moment for my community. So beautiful. Yeah. One thing that was so beautiful to my community was do see you winning bars. I love her so much. I'm so obsessed with Talk her. Talk about a return. <laughs> I'm so obsessed with her Ono. I'm so obsessed with her coming back out of nowhere and slaying. I'm so obsessed with her double layout. Oh, I'm so happy she won. And then Sophie Shader was in second and Lua Juan was in third. It was gorgeous. And then for beam, Oyushan got gold. She hit in a beam. Finally. Oh my God. What? It's just, it was so beautiful. The double turn, her hitting in an international beam final. It's her one hit ever. 14.366. That would have won um last year at Worlds by like almost a point or something, like like seven tenths or whatever. Like <laughs> then Luo Kwan was second and uh Sakaguchi Ayaka was third. It was a beautiful podium. And Miyata Shoko was fourth. And then for floor, oh you shan got gold her floor routine is so important to me and my family um to my life I've been wanting her to get floor gold since I saw her routine at junior worlds in 2019 and it's just been coming for her for so long and I'm so happy this choreo got a gold because I think this was the last time she's doing it all right to that iconic routine. I know I don't know what I'm gonna do yeah like the world won't be the same like it's something will shift it won't be the same but I'm so happy and that what happened here okay sorry um Sakaguchi Ayaka in second and Miyata Shoko in third so it was just beautiful it was a beautiful 
beautiful meat. Guys, it's almost it almost gives you hope for China. I said right, I said almost. Yeah, Not jinxing anything, almost. Okay, and then so for random elite news that's been going on that we missed. So continuing on that China train of thought, Ting Ting is training again. She is possibly training for individual nationals coming up later this year. When she wins Olympic gold, you will all see. We'll see. Okay, and then um, in a similar vein of China, Romania. So Safringa was kicked off of the national team, but then a couple weeks later, they added her back on. So everything's okay. Yeah. And they added more people. They've like re-added people to the national team and the they call it the Olympic team. It's not the Olympic team. It's just a different, it's the still like national team, but it's more funding. Yeah. So it, they had earlier changed it. So it was only Sabrina there. So only she was getting that amount of funding, but they added people back to that. So yeah, things are sort of normal there again, I guess. I don't know. As normal as they can be. Yeah. And then, oh my God, I can't believe we haven't podcasted in this long. Gabby officially announced her comeback like a oh. million years ago and we haven't uh. podcasted since then. She... <laughs> She's going for 2024 officially, and she posted a training video of her doing a perfect Healy to Ling Pirouette. Yeah. And um, I'm on the Gabby for 2024 train. So am I. That could be the only skill she has right now. That could be the only skill she's doing at all right now. I don't care. It's so, I love her. Does, and I think she should go to the Olympics for it and do it yep. there. I yep. love her. I love all of her gymnastics. I want everything for her. Um, let's see. So the Commonwealth Games in 2026 appear to not be happening, probably. They don't exist anymore. Yeah, the host, I forgot who it was, pulled out due to funding, and no one else wants to take it. So they probably won't be happening. Yeah. And then um, Sydney Barrows confirmed that she is done with Elite forever due to her injury and is just con gonna continue using this gap year to prepare for you i'm literally gonna kill myself yeah there was no reason why she needed to be competing at the central american and caribbean games isn't that like, where she got injured there was a reason she needed to compete well like i know because for like funding but like but like oh she's gonna go to worlds she's gonna go to worlds and then the olympics I want to kill myself, but at I least I love her so much. Staying healthy, trying to stay healthy for UCLA. Yeah, because I'm so excited for that. It's board. gonna be so good. It's gonna be so good. And then USAG announced that they will be partnering with Nike as the official footwear sneakers sponsor. USAG is putting their sneakers on. They'll be putting their sneakers on, and they. Nike will be their Leo people starting in 2025. So I'm not sure if Nike's going to be actually making Leos or if it's just going to be GK Leo with Nike on it. Yeah. But like when Under Armour made Leos for like a brief like year or two when I was in middle school, I loved They were Nike. good. 
Leo. It was the most comfortable Leo I had ever owned. So I don't know if Nike wants to do that, they should do that. And then, so now we'll transition into more NCAA news. So Connor announced that she's going to LSU a year early. So she will be there this fall. I should have asked Jake Clark what their scholarship situation is. Yes. Oh my God. No idea what's going on there with scholarships. Yeah. They have a thousand gymnasts. So like, I don't know. I don't. I don't know who's getting money. Yeah. But uh, go Tigers. Um, she also confirmed that she switched gyms once again to Gym Cats in Las Vegas. And she said she still intends to try for 2024. What all this means is that she's now going to have um, a blindfolded double layout dismount on bars. Because that is what Jim Katz does best. Well, there's this thing with like Connor and dismounts. No, no. Oh, no, no, no. No, no. I know. I'm not saying she's going to, you know. She's still going to do it anyway. Yeah. Okay. Um, other NCAA news. So Q has hinted that she might be doing elite, possibly competing for the Bahamas. Yes. And that would slay the house down. Yes. Uh, Alondra Maldonado announced her transfer from Iowa State to Talladega. So she'll be on the inaugural team for them, which is exciting. Uh, Luisa Blanco competed in her first elite competition at Colombian Champs and got a 49.133, taking the win there. Oralie Tran from Canada, uh, you might remember her from winning Canadian Nationals a little while ago. She announced her commitment to Iowa because that's what Canadians seem to be really liking to do. So huge moment for Kyle. I don't know if this is on there, but um, Naya Reed supposedly said that like she was going to UCLA and did nothing. Like the freshmen are there right now, and she's not. She's in DC, so Taylor I don't. Taylor Rosen is there. Taylor Rosen is there. So yeah, I don't know what's going on with that. Yeah, um, I don't know. Just Stan Caitlin Rosen. Exactly. Then coaching news. So Alina Cartwright, she was the MSU volunteer. She's now going to be the assistant coach at Pitt, which is a good gift for them. Pitt's mm-hmm. coaching staff is coming together very nicely. Yes. Um, Brian Carey is now the Oregon State. In the least surprising move ever. That is so awesome. It is so funny. They're... I I know like he's I obviously he's just like doing it for Jade but like he is a good coach. He's a good coach. So like maybe Oregon State will be good. Maybe maybe they can get their shit together on bars. I just think it's so funny that Jade got her dad to coach her college team. Yeah. Reverse nepotism. <laughs> right. Oh my god. <laughs> it's so awesome. Speaking of nepotism. Sammy Durante is the new assistant coach at UNC. And no one should be going insane about it because it's literally fine. And she's coached like before. 
for, which already makes her more qualified than a lot of these fourth ACs. Yeah. And the fourth ACs don't make like any they can money. dirt. So it's not like she like unless bank. you're like at like one of the huge schools, you're probably making less than 30k. Yeah, like I'm sure like there are know, probably some making like only 10k. Yeah. So like of course she's going to go coach at the place where she can still be supported by her mother who's making right. a salary. Yeah. And then like in a year or two, she'll like get a, a assistant job at another school that will pay her more. Like that's just like how it works. Like it's fine. She'll be a fine coach. She's coached before. She's done college gymnastics. Like what And it's not like UNC can do any worse. Yeah. Like it it was like a big like power five school or whatever, like doing a nepotism possibility movement then yeah i mean unc yeah. is power five but not for gymnastics. i don't know what power five means power really. yeah, power five is pac-12 rip big 10 big 12 scc and acc are they in any they're acc oh i just, just i didn't know because that didn't exist till now yeah yeah it's mostly to refer to like football but now like we finally well, have the for gymnastics what i meant is they're in a relevant school where it really doesn't yeah. matter yeah they're still gonna be like ranked like 20th or 30th it doesn't matter yeah and then the other North Carolina school North Carolina State hired Emily Gaskins as a fourth AC as my dad says Emily Gaskin just one just one okay well that's everything I have I'm trying to think if there's anything oh yeah Stan Andrea Prada no Andrea Prada Stan- Wow. Her bars, her bars are really wow. nice. I her, really like her bars. Her bars are what turned me into an anti because I was indifferent before, and then I watched her bars routine. And I was like, "Wow, she." Have so- you seen the one from whatever World Cup it was this year? I don't know. I just saw one where she flopped. She is a really Gorgina Jaeger. Mm. She. I will send it to you. It's a really Gorgina Jaeger, and her Tukachev has hip turnover. No, I'm a. I'm a anti. Too bad. I'm. You're. It's getting sent. No, let me find it. I don't, I'm not like watching or something. Okay, I don't care. I'm just saying it. She's a flop. Yeah, it was Mercy. She does have empty choreo, but she's mother. I believe in Lilia Coastman. I I I do as well. I'm not saying I don't. I can like multiple gymnasts at a time. That's crazy. Lilia, go to Ohio State. Lilia, go to Ohio State. Yeah. Yeah, I think this podcast is already getting close to two hours long. So, like, I'll talk about um, my vacation on the next one, maybe. Because I know you guys want to hear about the jobbing building. I saw the jobbing building. It's been sent. You can't see. It's been sent. It's been sent. Um, Deleting. No, it's so good. Delete. It's genuinely good. Like, I was not expecting a lot. It was good. Romanian. Exactly. I was not expecting a lot and it was good. Like her pack is ugly, but everything else is really good. She does a clear hip half to Jaeger and the Jaeger is Gorgina. I don't think she has Gorgina Jaeger. As someone who invented the term Gorgina Jaeger, I get to decide. Romanians do not have Gorgina Jaegers. They can if they so choose. Prada has never chosen to serve. Yes, yeah, she, she absolutely. She serves every single day, and you people just don't get it. 
Okay. She's on her floor choreo and that's it. Sorry, so, like you have to be a flop. Prada is not a flop. To quote my sister named TBD, I don't think she's a flop. Flip flop emoji, flip flop emoji. She flips and she flops. I'm gonna hit you with a flip flop. She flips. Don't and talk she about flops. mother like that. Flips and she flops. Okay, when she wins multiple Olympic gold medals, then you'll all see. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, she probably she listen. She probably won't be on the world team. So just like let me have this. Okay? Yeah, because she flop. <laughs> because like I'm not saying she's their best gymnast. I'm just saying like. I love, I love her. She's the mother. Um, stop. You guys can never, she can never be Amari. You know what? She's mother of the year to me. No, no one can take Sorry. that. She's she won third place after. Um, uh, no, I'm Amari would like her. right now. I'm gonna say Hannah doesn't think you're mother of the year. Don't ever say that. I think there can be a. A tie for first. No. Okay. Hi. She gets third after um, Kalia and Ar- Amari. That's fine. I'm fine with her getting third. It's better than Romania is going to do at Worlds. So. Romania is going to win Worlds, first of all. So true, Queen. Actually, China is going to win and then Romania. That's even truer. When the podium is <laughs> China, <laughs> Romania, Hungary, or something. When I was on the plane and I was t- I bought Wi-Fi and I was telling people to ask me questions to make me less bored and someone asked what my uh like dream qualifying teams for Olympics were and I put Romania Romania twice <laughs> that was purpose. that was Mr. Cranston speaking through you that was so real of me hashtag real it was I thought that was, I thought you did it on purpose and I was I like yeah that makes sense purpose. and then like in the next tweet I was trying to figure out like what twelve teams I had mentioned. And I'm because I was reordering them in the next tweet. And I was like, what's the 12 team? Why do I only have 11? And then I was like, oh, it's just Romania too. It's Romania one and Romania two. Like what, um, like at like just Jesse Lou when there'd be like, like, and not Jesse Lou, maybe it was maybe it's like Gymnics where it's like Canada one and Canada two, you know? Mm-hmm. It's Romania one, Romania two, and they're both gonna make it to the Olympics. Yeah, which is just a bigger chance for Mother Prada to make the team. Yeah, a bigger chance for her to flop even no, bigger. She's literally gonna make the there team because be my brother's like soccer leg thing said one. Prada is it a predator? They were folded in the way they say Prada, Prada. So she's making the team, and that's she's science. Teams, and she's such a flop. She can't make either one. She's making the team. Who who else do they have? Let's be they're honest here. If so to for two teams of five gymnasts do they even have 10 gymnasts at this point they have 11 she's not making it is what you're saying they she have even be gymnasts then two teams and she's still not gonna make it because that's how much of a flop she is she is a mother <laughs> i love her i'll put a poll in the podcast andrea prada mother or flop <laughs> If you don't answer flop, then you're a fake fan. Okay, my uh, laptop's about to die, actually. So make sure to uh, like, subscribe. Um, Yeah, subscribe, follow the podcast, rate five stars. 